Camion speaker, camion speaker, camion speaker, camion speaker. What as we go live with the freak show jam? What as we go live with the freak show jam? Woo! Yeah, right there. Yeah. You almost forgot it. No, I'm just feeling very uncomfortable because this is between us. Oh, sorry. Why are you like putting a partition between us? Uh, maybe it's no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'm just being guap. I was going to say, maybe it's a Beyonce reference. I don't even know that song. Beyonce on her knees. 24 dudes dressed up. We ain't gonna to this club. My elbow still hurts. Baby. Yeah, does it look weird? You know, elbows are not exactly pleasing to the eye. I mean, like, weirder. Um, like, does it look injured or something? Like, swollen or anything? Pale? It looks a little swollen here. Oh, Is fuck. that where it hurts? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, because I gotta put some ice on that. Yeah, it's a little bit swollen there. Well, then. I keep telling you, baby. Stop swinging from the chandeliers. You're not Sia. Yes, that's what's been happening. No, I hit, <laughs> I hit my, uh, hit, uh, the side of my elbow on the, uh, the inside door for the garage. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it okay. knocked my water right out of my hand. I mean, granted, it was a bottle of water, so... Good thing. Yeah. Oh, there's my water. <laughs> I was like, I knew I'd put it somewhere. I just didn't recall where I had put it. Uh, it reminds me of this game I used to be into, Where's My Water? That's the game? Yeah. And you have to, uh... You have to basically clear the path so that the water gets through... But then in harder levels, uh, What's there it could called? be, where's my water? Is that like an app? Yeah. Is it the one where you have to, it's like through sand? Yeah, through sand, through like dirt and stuff like that, through uh, oh. ground, etc. I'm going to download it because uh. I have been playing a bubble cloud because of you. <laughs> What's it called? Where is my water? Oh, here it is. Wow. It's, it's probably not where is my water. Apparently, is where's my water or where's my water two? Where's my water two? Okay, Actually, I'd probably get I'd probably get part two. But yeah, because part one is one ninety nine. What? Yeah. See, listen, y'all. There's Angry Birds and there's Angry Birds two. Between those two, obviously, you need to get Angry Birds two because in Angry Birds one, the red bird doesn't really do anything. He's just the regular bird that you toss. Huh. And Angry Birds two, he actually has a power. What is that power? I'm not going to tell you. You got to download Angry Birds 2. We are in no way, shape, or form being sponsored by any of these apps. Yeah, unfortunately. We should, though. Yeah, maybe they should. Maybe Bubble Cloud should sponsor us. They got it. Oh, it's a Disney app. Oh, nice. Shout out to Disney. Trying to own the entire world. It's like, verify your age. (laughs) Verify. It's a water game. Yeah. I don't recall there being any type of uh, any type of uh, particular mischief in this game, but I see that uh, you were already getting a little hooked there. Yes, I took my phone down. Uh, I had to put my phone down. Oh, so I'm 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 it's over here like I'm the bad influence. You are. <laughs> I like how you're like. You said that with confidence too. Yeah, I like how you're like 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 shocked to hear this, like. I'm the bad influence? Me? That's like the little the little voiceover that you hear like on Instagram stories like 
Am I the drama? Is it me? Yeah, didn't like Candace Cameron like uh, try to talk over one of those, and then someone's like, uh, "Nod, you're you're just irrelevant." Yeah. Well, I didn't see that one. I should though. I thought you showed that one to me. Oh, probably. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. She really is irrelevant. Yeah. <sighs> Goodness. So, um, what's your favorite uh, phone game, baby? Tuscany Villa. Hey. I am hooked on that, but I haven't played in a couple of weeks. What? Yeah. I haven't played in a couple of weeks because... You've been letting, letting them stockpile levels for you? <sighs> yes, I really am. They've been missing their most loyal player. Yeah, I haven't been playing. I, I just... Just like home design. Remember home design? How yeah. hooked I was on it? Yeah. Oh, baby. I haven't been playing, though. I've been playing Bubble Cloud. Or solitaire, but I think it's because I run out of levels. Cause there's I'm stuck on I'm stuck on a level. Oh, so I'm not running out of levels. I'm running out of lives. I see. And bubble cloud, I don't have lives. Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah, you just keep going until uh until you rip your hair out or until you beat that level. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, maybe both. Who who's to say? Hmm. So, uh, we just watched this show, <laughs> The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. That one. <laughs> yes. Uh, t- tell, tell them some of the names that you were ascribing to this one. Oh, yes. Every time, like, I'll be like, hey, can we watch that show, The Girl in the Window Across, sitting from the TV, watching Full House? <laughs> or can we watch the most, can we watch that show, The Girl at the Train Station Waiting for the Train to Take Her Back to New York? <laughs> Just a small town girl. Just can we watch that show with the girl sitting across from the window in the car, just pumping a pillow or something or other? Okay. (laughs) You're fun. Yeah. So every time I would ask, they were all like different names, but we made it. And was I not right? You were. I was right. That show was crazy. We were watching. I think we were like an episode two or three, and I go to him. We're gonna spoiler spoiler alert. You're gonna put a description spoiler alert on Spoil- this. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, I told Cyrex, I go, the killer's the child. Mm-hmm. It's that little girl, and he looked at me like I was crazy. Give me a look, like what? Why? I was like because I go this whole shit. The whole thing is the way it's going down. It has to be something that you're not expecting. It has to be the stupid child. I guess I just needed a motive. Yeah, well, it was a satire, baby. Really? I mean, but they they gave they they showed the motive. Yeah, no. <laughs> she was just selfish. She was just a little demon child. She she really was, and she was strong as hell too. Yo, with the uh, and she could she could hold her breath like for for it looks it seemed like minutes at a time. She had to saw that whole yeah. Yo, I told poor you. Janina Gavankar. She had to get thrown in there. It was funny because as soon as we saw it was a little girl, I yelled out and I goes, I told you! She I did tell me, y'all. And then his, Cyrus's face was in shock. He was My just, jaw was yes. on the floor. He's just like, I can't, I can't believe it's a child. It's not even that. It's just the way it played out. Like, Oh my goodness. But that show was crazy. It, yeah, it was very much satire. It was definitely not supposed to be like uh 
I, I love just how committed they were to the silliness, though. It was good, though. I liked it. I mean, I oh, really yeah. liked it. I, I appreciate that they hire Kristen Bell for these roles because she was in, like, soup, was it superhero movie? I think. She was in one of those movies as, like, a, as like a superhero or something. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. And then I just finished also watching Inventing Anna. Yeah, what's Anna. that about? Inventing Anna. Anna. So Inventing Anna is about the girl, um, Anna something or other. Is it Shlumsky? No. That was the name that I saw. Sorry, Kovo. Sorry. Goodness. I don't remember. I know her as Anna, Anna, Anna Davies, what she would go by. Okay. What's her, what's her real I saw Shlumsky on, so maybe that's the actress. Uh, the actress is Anna Shlumsky. That's, she doesn't even play Anna Delvey. No, she plays Vivian. Look at that. Yeah. Hold up. So what, that's her like, did they just change the names or? Oh, they changed the names. Okay. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, no, they changed the names. What is her name? Anna what? Anna Sorokin. Sorokin. But she pretended to be a wealthy German heiress, Anna Delvey. And people didn't. People believed it. You know why? Because, you know, growing up... I'm going to give you a little backstory. Growing up in my single-parent home, my mom would always tell me, tell me who you hang out with, and I'll tell you who you are. But, you know, I always assumed it was like, you know, if you hang out with the bad kids, you're going to think you're the bad kids. Anna... Sorokin took it to a whole nother level. Mm. Hang on with the rich, and people will think you're rich. This chick had no money to her name. Damn. Absolutely no money to her name. Nothing. Nothing. This girl was a nobody who basically just, you know, uh, went to the parties, and people started saying, oh, I know Anna Davy. Oh, I know her too. Oh, yeah, she's a nice, nice lady. She's an heiress. Oh, she's good for the money. Oh, yeah, she has money in Germany. Nobody wanted to, like, look this chick up. Like, when I meet people, I Google the shit out of them. Do you not Google yeah, people? But, yeah, but when you got... When you can wipe your ass with that money, like... That's true. It doesn't seem to matter. That's you, true. You, that's just... But you know what? She had a friend, Neff, who was a film... I love that, Neff. Neff. I think it's, like, Nefertiti or something. Anyway, Neff, she had, um... She was working at one of the hotels. I love how you're looking at me. <laughs> just... I just want to shout out Neff. Just just for going by Neff. So Neff, she worked at one of the hotels. She was one of the concierge girls at one okay. of the hotels. And um, she got involved with Anna because Anna would tip her. She would help Anna get like the hookups in, in like with like shops, VIP stuff, restaurants. Okay. Neff does not have money. Neff couldn't think of looking this chick up. I mean, when, when shit looks that promising. I don't know. I mean, if she was getting the hookup from Anna, or she was, if they had a mutually beneficial relationship. I mean, I guess it was all the tips and hundreds that she was getting. Yeah, yeah. When you're when when it's coming in like that, you don't want to question where it's coming from because the second you question, I mean, these kind of people are ignorance is bliss type people mm. because their their mentality is the second you question it, that's when the well dries up. Because then you know too much, and then you have, then you have to make decisions. Where as long as she's in the dark, she doesn't have accountability, to, to from her perspective anyway. That is smart. You're a genius, baby. She got, but she got brought in. Did she get brought to court too, Neff? No. Ah. No. She lit. 
No. Oh, she lit. Cause she had to. She had to have kept something, and Anna had to have opened some some doors for her. Well, according to the show, no, she did not. But oh. working working in in the series because it was Shonda. Shonda, what's her name? Shonda. Shonda Rhimes. Yes. Oh, she's she's the one who who worked on that. Shonda is now helping her out with her film career. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Okay then. I guess things might uh might work out after all. But speaking of people who hung out with the rich kids, somebody portrayed Billy McFarland. Oh yeah. The ultimate hung out with the rich kids. Oh yeah. Ay-yi-yi. He he just looks like a mess. Yeah, I would never forget when we saw that fire festival documentaries. Oh we might have to watch that. Uh, that what's it called? At least the at least the one on on Netflix one more time, just because that shit was crazy. I will not forget. Like we would have to pause just for you to laugh it over because it's like, <sighs> bruh. Like, how do you not see the red flags? This is like when this is like when when John Cena pointed out they literally call themselves Decepticons. That doesn't set off any red flags. <laughs> Which, by the way, was the best self-referential joke in Transformers history. Because, how, why would you trust anyone called the Decepticons? So I'm loving this meme here. Mr. Pringles lost his hair and that hopeful spark in his eyes. I feel you, Mr. Pringles. Damn. I didn't even know the Pringles logo changed. But yeah, I guess he's bald now. He's been stressed. I'm loving that this here has the uh, on-screen rant. They got the the woman in the house. Uh, they got the the main characters ranked by bravery. Also by intelligence. Also by likability. Oh boy. Alright, so quick rundown of liability or liability. Likeability. Number ten is Carol. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's really not liked. Yeah, she was uh Number nine is Lisa. Yeah, she sucked. Yeah. Number eight is Detective Lane, really? Really? I liked her. Uh, let's see. She was assigned to. She had the potential to be one of the greatest TV detectives. Uh, oh, instead she didn't believe Anna and fall, followed an all too familiar pattern of people not believing women who experience trauma or otherwise. Damn. But she was sympathized. There were so many times where she's sympath. She's explaining how she sympathizes with her. They had a few moments like. Uh, let's see. Through Detective Lane's gaze, as well as a few other characters in the show, Anna is labeled as irrational, frantic, and unreliable. Besides her lack of initial support, Detective Lane also very insensitively brings up the past tragedy Anna lived through with her daughter's death. The way Lane detailed the gruesome murder was extremely uncalled for and made viewers dislike her and support Anna even more. It was a comedy! <laughs> you would have, I kind of expected her to do that! Neil. Neil should be below Detective Lane. He was likable in maybe the first episode. Maybe the first two. After that, just ugh. Um, let's see. Emma. You're still in shock. 
a little bit. Rex, oh my goodness. He was, uh... I mean, he wasn't he there for a whole sex scene? Yeah. And, and they... And they, they fucked everywhere. Yes, the stairs, the, the counter. And, and they flip back to, like, these locations, because it's like, wow, okay, I get it, you're still going at it there, too. Yeah. Uh, Douglas. I think he was pretty good. He's number four over here. He was really bad. Was he a forensic psychiatrist or something? Oh, yeah. No, he's terrible at his job. He was really bad. But he bad. was a likable character. I mean, yeah, he was likable. He's a very good looking man, too, but he was really bad at his job. Terrible at his job. Like, like why would you leave a child with a serial killer? <laughs> so let's see. Uh, seeks help who viewers only find out midway for, through the season is actually Douglas his character remains behind the scenes for a while until viewers are given this information instantly he becomes a more likable character uh, yeah that's true but yeah he's not quite the most likable only because he left his daughter in a room with a cannibal exactly like bruh like that's Number fresh meat right there literally Oh, and we're not talking about the show. Anna is number three. Okay. Uh, let's see. By the way, I want to know. I want you to know that all those quirks were giving me like do it yourself vibes. Like I want to do like a little. You want to you want to woodwork out of them? Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Um. Number two is Buell. Eh. I guess. I didn't much notice him. Yeah. Yeah, until he was like a person of interest, it was just like, I guess he's there. Um, And let me see. Number one is Sloan. Yeah, Sloan was, uh, Sloan was pretty reliable. Mm. <laughs> I know, I said I would call before, call, like, <laughs> and the, the the time where she does show, where she calls first, but she's already there. I called first. Yeah, she was very. I liked her. Like she was like. She was really supportive. I was actually scared out at the end that she was probably another hallucination. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Oh no, that would have been awful. That would have been so fucked up. Uh. Anna's already been through enough. Damn. But let's also go quick through this uh, bravery list. <laughs> Number ten, Neil. Okay, I guess. Number nine, Carol. Hold up, hold up. Neil, why was he so brave for living with a psychopath? No, he's number ten. He's 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 the least uh the least brave. Of There's the ten. not that many characters to begin with in this movie. Yeah, but I'm saying the least brave of the ten. Okay, I think he was I don't think he was number ten, but okay, keep going. Let's see. Yeah, Carol's number nine. She's so brave. So brave. For being an Asian woman in a white community. <laughs> um yeah, I mean in in this in this country, I mean, everywhere you go is probably is probably or rather most places you go are a white community more more often than not, so. That's true. Buell is number 8. He was really rehabbed. Wait, what? Remember? 
The reason that Douglas hired him was because he had rehab rehabilitated him. Oh yeah. Douglas did something right. Look at that. Yeah. He was really rehabbed and he, he stayed at the house, you know, living in her in her attic when Douglas left because he didn't want her to be alone. That's nice. That was nice. I mean wild, but still nice. Sloan is number seven. Really? I guess. I mean, yeah, she was brave trying to, you know, give coffee to an alcoholic. Rex is number six, I guess. Why is he brave? Does it say? Um, let's see. Rex shows Anna his sensitive side as they develop a bond quickly and spend the night together. While Rex is a bit free, free, um, afraid of chastity as he knows she's up to no good. He does seem like someone who is capable and can take care of himself. But tough, strong personality, one of the boldest. Okay, whatever. Okay. Lisa, I guess. Yeah, she's the scammer, so. She's the she's she's the invented Lisa of this. Ugh. Uh Douglas is number four. In some ways, Douglas is a terrible TV father, as viewers can't believe he would let his daughter Elizabeth stay with a serial killer who is a cannibal. Uh, but when it comes to bravery, Douglas does a lot to bring, a lot of, um, to, fuck me, does bring a lot of courage to his job every day. I guess. As a serial killer expert who works for the FBI, Douglas has an understanding of how evil works, and he seems like someone who has worked hard to get where he is today. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, again, with the whole, but I mean, I guess, I mean, That joke can't exist without having some kind of ramification on his character. It's just, it's just the way it works. Okay. Um, so Detective Lane is uh, number three. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Number two is Emma. Oh. I guess. It's, to be a killer, you gotta... You gotta be brave about ending someone's life, right? I guess. Let alone multiple people's lives. And uh, number one is Anna. Okay. Wait, who's number three? Number three is Detective Lane. Oh, okay, and then... Yeah. What was what book is she reading there? The, the Girl, girl on, on the Cruise. cruise yes. <laughs> I love the names of the books that she was reading. Now, how about intelligence? Oh my goodness! How many lists do you have, baby? I, I told you the three. I <laughs> thought I thought that I mentioned all three of these. Yeah, well, yeah. We got Buell number ten. Yeah. We got Neil number nine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean your father was a psychopath. I don't know how you know that. Yeah, Lisa number eight. I mean, yep. I mean, she was she had quite a scam thing going. Yeah, but clearly, uh, you know. You. Carol number seven. Why? While Carol does seem smart and enjoys, and she enjoys a comfortable life as a mother and wife, she can be harsh with Anna and seems to think Anna should have moved on from her daughter's death and divorce by now. That's not the way grief works. Although this is a tricky situation, Carol does seem to care about Anna in her own way. I guess. Hmm. Uh, number six, Douglas. I hate to keep mentioning this, but the, uh, you know, the, 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 the biggest pivotal decision, so you know, that, that is the background of the show, 
yeah, kind of makes him deserve to be not top five. Sorry, bro. And you got Rex just over you. Damn. How's it feel? All right, let me stop. Okay, so they they talk about how he's smart enough to figure out that Chastity has hurt him too. And that what she promised hasn't actually come true. Okay. Anna's number four. While others don't think Anna is onto something, she can tell she's right and she continues doing what she wants. She has a lot of emotional intelligence and she sympathizes with others because of her own tragedy. And she tries to connect with others. Where does that put other people ahead of her, though? Uh, Emma's number three. Hmm. I mean, yeah, she masterminded all this. Yeah. Sloane is number two. Incredibly perceptive, as she's nervous to accept the job that would be a great career step, but would mean moving to New York City as she wants to stay close to Anna. Sloane can tell Anna's focus uh, on her new neighbors might not be good for her and tries to help her out when she can. And number one is Detective Lane. I guess... Was she really the smartest, though? I mean, like, in general, maybe, but... I mean, I feel... Why isn't her partner, her the cop, the one who just wanted casserole? He just wanted a piece of casserole. So I felt so bad. Uh, but also, uh, did we only see him the once, or did we see him the time prior to? No, every time that she goes to the house, he's with okay. her. Okay, because the, ta- the last time, it was with somebody else. Like, to arrest her, it was yeah. with somebody else. Yeah, so uh, it's an eight-episode mini-series. It's a a fun time. (laughs) It's definitely going to have you on the edge of your seat. So yeah, check it out if you have a chance. Okay. And if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. Just listen to us. We've spoiled it. Yeah. Yeah, it was Emma. It was Emma all along. I told you. Yeah, Agatha had nothing on her. Yeah. No, that's not true. Um, we've also been watching Half and Half. We have. The acting's gotten better. Yeah, Half and Half was an interesting show. It was one of the. It was one of the sitcoms. It was one of the sitcoms on UPN. Um, it came out in O two. You yeah, you guys remember that era between about ninety eight and O two. Maybe ninety nine, maybe two thousand and o two, or maybe o three, maybe o four, mm-hmm. when uh, a lot of those shows coming out were very new millennium ish, and they, it was like very, it was very representative of its time, and uh, that includes the comedy. Yeah. A lot of those jokes did not age well. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, and it's not you know on some PC type shit. It's just, it, it, when you watch, it's just like uh. And for a number of reasons. So, you know, that's that, that kind of, um, like, just Spencer, just every other joke with him is trying to thirst over one of the female characters or, over, or another woman around. Like, uh, Mona, every, every other joke with her is, is that she got, is that she was the shafted daughter. Yeah, but it doesn't help her mother. Yes, Phyllis, every joke with her. Her mother for being a therapist or psychiatrist or whatever. She really has her own trauma she needs to work through. 
Yeah, they don't even really utilize that for jokes. It's just the same joke over and over. Yeah. And same with Big Didi. She's just the same joke over and over. She's the new and improved model because she comes from high society and Phyllis comes from probably where the dad came from. That's true. Yeah. Tell him, uh, baby. You tell him. Yeah, so that, that was definitely one of those jokes where they were trying to, I guess, capitalize on the edgy jokes of the time that had no longevity. Mm. Also, I can't deal with Spencer's actor without a beard. Or without a mustache and beard. He has a mustache? Yeah, because in the Thundermans, he has like he has facial hair. He he plays the dad in that show. Not the Thundermans. That's that's a Yeah, that's just that's just a single white family. The Haunted Hathaways. The Haunted Hathaways? Yeah. Okay. Incidentally, I guess the Hath I, I believe the Hathaways were the ones that were haunted, not the ones doing the haunting. Oh, is that a Nickelodeon show? Yeah. So was the Thundermans, but that was about that. That was a very different show. Oh, they're a biracial couple. Nope. No. Wait, did they become a couple? Oh wait, he's a ghost. Yes, the boys are ghosts. the The, the dad and his sons are ghosts. Oh, and it's which a... in and of itself is so sad because they're all pretty young, especially the two who are kids. Yeah. How did they die? What's the What's the name of their family? Because I believe the Hathaways are the. The uh, mom and the Preston. daughters. Something Preston. Yes, the Prestons. The Haunted Hathaways. How did the Prestons die? Let's find out. It is never stated how the Prestons died. Of course not, because that would make you think about that on a Nickelodeon show. They don't want that. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. One popular theory is very grim. Oh, God. It was a murder-suicide. Yeah. Ray, the dad, was getting divorced from their mother in a custody battle, so he killed the kids and himself. Huh. What the fuck? What the fuck? And, and, um... Wow, this is... Okay, this is, this is, I think this other article that I found is something very, very different. Okay, what did you find? No, I don't, I don't think it has much to do with it, because it makes, it makes references to, like, supernatural and, you know, not, not the, uh, doesn't have anything to do with, see, this is how he looks there, he, he looks, he looks like, like he's missing something um, <laughs> in half and half. Yeah. Granted, yes, that's 10 years prior. But yeah, I don't know. It just kind of. And yeah, I guess they don't they don't talk about. Uh... Yeah, I guess it's just supposed to be I guess it's just supposed to be a joke that they that they haunt the house. Yeah, but I mean, come on! How can you not think about that? This isn't the nineteen fifties where everything's honky dory. Like people, people think about this type of shit. Honky dory. How do you spell that? Honky. That's a good ass question. Dory. Honky dory. That is not in my wheelhouse. Oh. Huh. 
That's not it. Oh, apparently it comes from the 19th century in a street called in a street in Yokohama, Japan. Oh. Honchodori. Honchodori? Yeah, it said that Honchodori was the Times Square of Yokohama. Oh. And thus a favorite. Interesting. Oh, yeah. We learned something new. We did. Everything's hunky-dory. Yeah. Except with the Haunted... Well, hopefully with the Haunted Hathaways, except that it got, you know, canceled six years ago. Yeah, hold on. According to Urban Dictionary... Urban Dictionary. Reminds me of high school. Okay, so hunky-dory originated in World War II... Originated by post-World War II U.S. sailors on liberty in Yokosuka, Japan. Well, yeah, that that I, I figured if it was if it if it if it was something that came, a phrase from that time that came to America from Japan, it had to have been from that you know from that time. <sighs> if that makes sense. Yeah. So the strip right outside the main gate to the U.S. naval base was called and still is Hon- Honcho Dori. Means Book District Street in Japanese. Times were wild, and there was no better sailor sailor port in the world at the time this was bastardized to hunky dory by the sailors and it came to mean if you came from hunky dory then everything had to be good or hunky dory yeah we we would we would bastardize everything that we see i mean Hmm. i guess you i guess it doesn't count if you do it with your own last name so so i guess like mancini into mansion is like a bad example yeah because who's to say? I mean, that's your last name, you know? Not not too much my business what you do with it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, How many seasons are there of The Haunted Hathaways 2? Yeah. Half and half had four seasons, though. I believe it uh, got its last season um, on the CW, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Um I gotta say in the in the first couple episodes, um Rachel True I don't know whether it was her acting or her or just the direction for her, but it was just it was pretty bad. Hmm. It was pretty bad. And oh no, it didn't come to Nah, it didn't come to it didn't come to the what is it to the WB or CW it just stayed on UPN oh yeah I'm trying to see if I can find the reason of how they died but no there's nothing no, it's never stated in the show so and I I don't like sitting on that grim theory so mm. maybe it was poison monoxide carbon monoxide the silent killer. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just love the way you said it. Yeah, carbon monoxide, you know, silent killer. Yeah. It's like how, uh, it's like how Paul Rudd's character in Knocked Up. Uh, oh, it's our draft. Fantasy baseball. <laughs> I got Matsui. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Oh, goodness. You're fun, baby. 
you're fun. They were a hot mess in that show or that show. Uh, that movie, that family was a hot mess. Well, that couple was a hot mess. Why? I mean the the central con the central like thing with the two of them, the one of the central conflicts of the movie is them as a couple and how they parallel to uh, Seth Rogen and um, and Catherine Heigl's characters. Mm. And then they took it a step further with This Is Forty being about them. That's true. Yeah. Did you like that movie? No. Did you like Knocked Up? No. All right then. Did you I like think, Super Bad? Yes. Okay. I think I saw Knocked Up like once. And This Is Forty, I think I saw like once. I think it starts with like a bathroom scene. Possibly. Or there's like a bathroom scene and he's like, yeah. I think he has like hemorrhoids or she has hemorrhoids or some shit like that. I don't recall all that. I just know it's it's the, it's centered on their family. Yeah. And no... Uh, no Seth Rogen and no Katherine Heigl. Yeah. Which, yeah, at the time I wasn't I wasn't into Paul Rudd. I gotta I gotta say, my first my first experience where I'm like, yeah, Paul Rudd was Ant Man. <laughs> Alright. I gotta keep it real. My only experiences in which I've been like, yeah, Paul Rudd have been his appearances as Ant Man. I like his character as that man. Oh, he's great. He's awesome. Yeah, and they used the reason they use Scott Lang is because Hank Pym's a dick. Like in the comics, he's a dick. He uh, he's he's abused uh, Janet at times in the comics, oh. including like forcing her small and swatting at her when he's like having a. Uh, it's either something with his mental health or something with the, with alcoholism, oh, damn. or maybe both. Or both, yeah. In fact, two known alcoholics in the comics are uh, Carol and Tony. Captain Marvel and Iron Man, respectively. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, granted, the uh, his alcoholism was like semi-adapted. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, or semi-adapted, rather. They didn't want to have alcoholism, per se, because it's, a Disney, because it's Disney, obviously. Right. But they portrayed it more as like... The um the arc reactor poisoning him. That that was the whole thing in Iron Man too. Yeah. And last thing on half and half. I don't like the theme song, and I don't like that it's stuck in my head. Yeah. I it's it's very, it's very like out of place gospel. Like. I don't know. Like it, it felt like. Like, Smart Guy's theme song fit. Sister Sister, I mean, granted, Sister Sister's theme song was very, you know. Okay, I guess those are, those don't count because those are like Taylor May. They can only be for those shows. Um, what's another one then? Um, no, one-on-one doesn't work either. No, it does work. Because it, it, that, that can exist without that, without that show. That song can exist without the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. One on one. Yeah. Sister, sister. Uh, not Moesha nor the Parkers. Uh, not Boy Meets World. Why? Wait, no, yeah. I guess that one, yeah. And I guess all the other ones with no lyrics especially can. Walking down this road that we call life is what we're doing. But I'm going to stop there. Um, but yeah.
there's a bunch of sitcoms whose uh whose song whose whose lyrics I guess are tailor made for them, but yes. like others, Arthur. Yeah. No. That could exist without that song too. Or that, without that show too. That's what I meant. Yeah. So then other ones, yeah, that you could just because, I mean, how also, how many songs, how many shows just have existing songs? I mean, they use, they use Right Above It by Lil Wayne for ballers. And they don't even use Lil Wayne's part. They, they play, they play the, the intro. Where, I started watching ballers, tell me, I tell you? Not, what do you think of it? It's a little bit frustrating. Oh, it's, it's super guac. Who's frustrating in it? Denzel's son? He's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he gets I think he kinda calms down. Uh I I started season four but I haven't really kept going. Because uh, I kept I, going on Insecure. I was still in season one, baby. Relax. Relax. He cools out though. Relax. And um I forgot the big dude's name. Um I wanna say Oscar, but he was Oscar in American Pie. Yeah, the one that he he, he retired, was playing yes. working at a He's going to be like an assistant coach? Oh, right now he's on assistant. Why are you spoiling this shit for me? I'm sorry. He's I'm sorry. right now. I'm sorry. I forgot. It's been years. It's just like Insecure. I was watching those two shows at the same time. And Survivor's Remorse. You're but not, not Power. You're not going to survive this and I'm not going to have any remorse. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh, wow. Funny. <laughs> my bad my bad baby so we do have some less bright news for y'all mm. um do you want to start with florida or idaho i don't even know because they're both sad yeah it's all you baby it's all you all right so all, i guess we'll start with idaho because the situation isn't quite as grim there yet yet uh, this bill has only passed their house. So it is House Bill 666. Hmm. Go figure. Uh, House Bill 666, and uh, where was the... If passed into law, the bill would remove an exemption that would protect libraries, schools, museums, colleges, and universities, and their employees uh, for... Uh, disseminating material that is harmful to minors. Now, um, basically, it's that they they just wanna they just wanna be able to go in and sue librarians and jail librarians. This is this is what this is. Legislation with the potential f- uh, to fine Idaho librarians one thousand dollars and send them to jail for a year for checking out material to a minor that could harm them cleared the house on Monday. 51 to 14 in a, uh, let's see, I believe that's, that's a 70-person house. Mm-mm-mm. That is, of course, firmly uh, controlled by Republicans. Wow, look at that. So if that was, if that was, um, if that was 51 to 14 and there's only 12 Democrats in that house, that means two of the Republicans voted against it. Oh. I mean, granted, they didn't stand a chance, but look at them. They uh, they must live in purple districts. They must uh, they must think they're uh, okay. I did, I did my one thing of uh, you know, being being moderate so that I could uh, get a cozy reelection next year or this year. 
What are you doing? What yeah. The... Yeah, they're probably cold over there. You're funny. Alright, so, um, 51 to 14. So, let's see. Here we go. Democratic House Minority Leader Ilana uh, Rubel asked Republican Representative Gayan Demord- Gayan Demordant, the bill's sponsor, if a classic young adult novel by Julie by Judy Bloom that included masturbation could land a librarian in jail. Demordon uh, refused to answer. Backers of the legislation distributed material to other lawmakers they said came from public libraries and supported the legislation. The material had widely differing reactions among uh, lawmakers. This was a notable one. Republican Representative Bruce Skog. And mind you, this is again... The current law uh, explicitly defines harmful to minors as various acts, including masturbation. However, the Idaho law states that um, the law doesn't apply to any matter which, when considered as a whole and in context which it is used, possesses serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value for minors, like a health book, Hmm. especially a sex ed book. Which kids should be able to check out, um, you know, from the fucking library without there being a whole case on, this book is teaching my kids to have sex. Like, bro, we're humans. You, you really think that, you really think that, that, that we need to be incentivized to want to have sex? Yeah, that's a natural body response. Like, you don't believe me. Why do you think we keep popping out kids? It's because evolution has made it so that so we keep having kids. Sex feels good. Hmm. Uh, and I, I was talking about this with uh, with my sister earlier. And I, I mentioned Catcher in the Rye. Wasn't Catcher in the Rye like a controversial book? Yeah. And didn't that like inspire Mark David Chapman to like shoot um, shoot John Lennon? Fatally, by the way. I think so. I feel like it was either this movie or something else that inspired the person who shot uh, Ronald Reagan. I believe so, yeah. Or this book or something, some other movie. It might have been. It might have been Taxi Driver. Um, At least that's how that's how the sequence goes in American Dad. I don't, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rely on American Dad for your history. Yeah, don't. But yeah, it's um, what's it called? Isn't there a scene in in uh the Catcher in the Rye, in which he's seeing a prostitute? I believe so. Yeah. Great Gatsby. Isn't there like a ton of adultery in that book? Oh, a lot. Yeah. Is that gonna be banned too? Um, I mean Shakespeare. There's murder. Oh yes, a lot of backstabbing. But literally. then again, then again, murders murders not sex. So, you know, it's it's always sex that these people are on about. They're going to get rid of my Fifty Shades of Grey, aren't they? They probably are. Damn. That's a guidebook right there Is of, of what not to do. <laughs> I love how you said you're Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. I'm surprised you never, you never brought that one up. I didn't know that that was your shit. Oh, I read all three books. Okay. 
like within a month span. Okay. <laughs> as as Andy says that that's muy caliente. <laughs> as who says? Andy. Remember when Phyllis in the office was uh was reading it? Oh yes. And she was like bucking and moaning. That was weird. That was weird. Like reading it is one thing, but yeah, making make like you know, making it known basically in the office that you're doing that, like, dude, no, chill. Just maybe just maybe just don't do that at the office. Maybe just don't do that. Don't do it. Please don't do, don't it. do it. But let's see here. Uh this Republican representative Bruce Gogg, he says, I would rather my six year old grandson start smoking cigarettes tomorrow than get a view at this stuff of the, of this stuff one time at the public library. They know that internet on their phones is going to take right. them to Pornhub, right? Honestly, like, in li- in li- literally, in another seven years, tops, your grandson will have a cell phone and he will have, he will have some of your favorite porn at his fingertips, yeah. Representative Skog. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, dude. Jesus. He's probably doing that right as we speak, actually, because it's, it's, I mean... It's two hours prior to when it is over here, and maybe, maybe he's not working right now. Maybe it's his day off. Maybe he took a personal day. I'm gonna leave it at that. So we have Democratic Representative John McCrosty. I don't see it with the same disgusting eye. I think there is literary, artistic, or uh, political or scientific value here. Okay, you got more for me there, cause anyway. Lawmakers said the material contained a best-selling sex education book. It's a sex education book. <laughs> Lawmakers referred to the material as being in a super-secret folder, not considered not considered suitable for viewing on the House floor. I can't. Yo no puedo. Yo no puedo. With what the fuck is with this super-secret folder? And you know what? I, I found this, this information from, like, I, I, I got a link to this article from uh, the coverage from it on the Young Turks. And when I was also, like, halfway, you know, in it, when Anna's talk, Anna Kasparian was talking about the super-secret folder and basically admonishing uh, the Idaho House for even having a so-called super-secret folder of material that they consider uh, not that, that they don't consider suitable for viewing on the house floor because it speaks to how they're projecting about this. Yeah. yeah. What they're saying is this is perverse to them and they like it. Yeah. So they don't want kids looking at this Mm-mm. because they might like it too. What the fuck is like wrong with <sighs> First of all, um, as far as trying to, like, condemn acts like masturbation, leave people alone when it comes to masturbation. It's a natural thing. Like, just just stop being a weirdo. Just don't do it like that in public. Some random person masturbating. It's just, it's just that when it doesn't have to do with you, some random person masturbating has nothing to do with you, and you ain't got no business thinking about it. Especially if it's a kid. Just let them be. What are you gaining? What are we gaining truly from having such limited and such conservative and such freaking Judeo-Christian dogmatic um, sex ed in our schools? 
all we're gaining is 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 perpetuating teen pregnancy. It's not a new phenomenon. Yeah. It was literally the norm when life expectancies were shorter. Um, it's just it's just something that we haven't seen. We don't seem to have evolved past, despite purporting to evolve past it. Now it's a, now now we made it a show. Uh, we made it, it's it's crazy how uh, the narrative has been. Oh, uh, all these young people getting getting a you know getting a show for doing uh, something that they shouldn't be doing. I think they're capitalizing. If anything, I don't like it. I think I hate Teen Mom. I hate Sixteen and Pray. I hate those shows, but. I'm not going to sit here and blame them for capitalizing uh, on something that is now a, is now marketable because it's a social because it was a social norm that was just taken and twisted. I don't think kids should be getting pregnant, but I mean, if they're at that stage and they're not going to get, you know, at, I think at that, that stage, you know, you got you got nothing to do but capitalize on it. Can I give you my two oh, cents? Oh, of course, baby. And, and um, you're, oh you're, again, you're just as much host on this show as I am. You don't need to raise your hand. No, I know, but it's like you were I'm like... Just, I'm just on fire, yeah. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, let me throw some water at you. Yeah. Splash, splash. Pew, pew. Yeah. Let's also take some of that with a grain of salt, because I'm also constructing as a, constructing it as I go. Um. Apparently, we learn nothing from our history. Not a fucking thing. And... If you hide things from people, if you hide things from a child, they're only going to get curious and only going to look into it even more. And if you explicitly tell them, uh, don't look at this without telling them why. They're going to look into it. Like, just just show it to them with that context. Just tell them. Honestly, one of the best things you can do is, okay, but I'm going to look at this too. And then we're going to have a talk about it. So be prepared to have a talk with me about it. Mm -hmm. And you can be uh, you can be open but I'm also going to gonna tell you what I think about this and where you know mm-hmm. what I what I think what what kind of effect I think this you know this could have on you and why we're going to be discussing it. Why are you having kids if you can't talk to them? Like if you're not going to make time to talk to your kids about the the world, you already. We're talking about people who already have opinions about the world. If you have opinions about the world. Why are you having kids without being ready to talk to your kids about your perception of the world? Ding, 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 ding. Because it's going to come up. They're not going to be frozen in time. Yeah. And I understand, I, like, I, I, obviously, I can, I can qualify that I have not had this experience myself. Where I look at my own child and I was like, oh my goodness, the world stops. And it's like, oh, I have we to don't. protect you and all that. Uh. We have but our listen. child locked in the bathroom with an iPad so they can just avoid the real world. Okay, I don't know where that came from. We have no child. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> um, no, I just had to throw a wrench in that. <laughs> like, we have no child. But like, once the, you know, once the fumes wear off. Once the emotional, once the fumes of emotion wear off, you have to realize that your kid is going to be faced with this world and they need you on their side. Mm-hmm. They need you on their side to be not a filter for, for the world, but a filter for what things in the world mean so that they can be prepared for them. Mm-hmm. Like, because... There's a lot. Everybody's gonna have something in the world that they just weren't prepared for, and every actually everybody's gonna have a lot of things that they just weren't prepared for. 
isn't it just better once you hit those things to, you know, to be able to talk about that with your parent and be like, yeah, you know what? That was some shit when I was growing up too. Mm -hmm. But I learned this from this. And so now this is something that we can talk about. And this is something that I can share my experience about rather than just being so... Because, I mean, our reactions come from our experience, right? Yep. So it's just a matter of communicating them and understanding that when you were a kid, even whether you, whether you, you know, even if you did just externally take your parents' word for it, internally that shit was best case scenario, um, you know, burning a, burning a curiosity hole in your brain. And worst case scenario, something that you explored without context that got you in trouble or that got somebody else in trouble or that got you or somebody else hurt. So, I mean, how do we want to do this? Is it's 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 a matter of that. How do we how do we want to do this? Because if you want your your uh, kid to be faced with the same difficulties that you were faced with then go ahead. Don't, don't be there for them. But, you know, you want your kid to, to have a fighting chance, fucking communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Fucking be on their level at least a tiny bit. So back on this law, they're basically trying to make it a full-on misdemeanor at least to, like, for... Oh, no, it's already a misdemeanor to disseminate harmful material for minors. Uh, material harmful to minors... But, you know, it has those exceptions that we mentioned. So Democrat, uh, Democratic Representative James Rukti said approving the law would lead to those subject to possible prosecution, removing worthwhile material that probably wasn't controversial and could be helpful to kids and communities like the, uh, you know, a fucking sex ed book. I'm afraid what they're going to do is just default on Uber, Uber safe. I've known a few librarians in my life. They're not risk takers. Do you, uh, do you think any of them want to be subject to a misdemeanor, possible jail time, a fine? Uh, but supporters argued it was better to err on the side of protecting children. How is this protecting children? It's not. And why do we have to treat children like they're, you know, like like they like any other any little thing is gonna turn them is gonna turn them into some kind of like. I thought us millennials were the weaklings. Honestly, they're so sensitive. It's just like you you freaking uh you read one one thing that's outside of of like what the most accepted thing and suddenly you're a murderous uh freaking scamming terrorist uh freaking sex trafficking doing all the all the most heinous crimes on earth. Dun dun. Rubbing crap all over your body. I just don't. I just don't get it. Some Republican Ben Adams, oh, one of the representatives in the House, he says, "We live in a fallen world, and it's so hard to protect our kids." From what? Over the past year, book challenges and bans have reached levels not seen in decades, according to officials of the, at the American Library Association, the National Coalition Against Censorship, and other advocates of free expression. Yeah, remember free expression, that thing that the, that the Republicans say that their party's all about? Mm. From the party of, they're trying to take over or control our liberties, comes to you, Bill 666. 
Is that what it is? Bill 666? House, yeah, House Bill 666. You know, when you first told me the name, I was thinking it was something like related to like Satan or something. Yeah. But, you know, I don't, I don't get it. And the related articles, I love this. Overwhelming majority of, of Americans don't support banning books on race. Uh, and then another one that says, Country Star compares teachers to pedophiles in speech backing Tennessee book ban. Oh, let's, I just want to skim that real quick. Why? Like, why do I want to skim it? No, why? Oh, why does he think that? Let's, let's find out. Rich mm. from Big and Rich. Oh, save a horse, ride a cowboy. So a- so say so so a person who wrote a song called Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy <laughs> has the audacity to talk about stuff that could be harmful to children. Wow. <sighs> Librarians and teachers pose a greater threat to children than actual pedophiles. What? What's the difference between a teacher, educator, or librarian putting one of these books like you have on the desk of a student or a guy in a white van pulling up at the edge of a school when school lets out saying, come around, come on around, kids, let me read you this book and show you these pictures. What the fuck? Wow. I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. What's the difference in those two scenarios? There is a difference, by the way. They can run away from the guy in the white van. He likened himself to the firewall between tyranny and freedom, and he's going toe-to-toe with adversaries. Toe-to-toe. This is regarding HB 1944, which would prohibit public and charter schools from making obscene materials or materials harmful to minors. That sounds familiar. Available to students. And this is in uh, Tennessee. Um... Oh, look at this. So one of its sponsors, Dr. Oh, I'm sorry, Representative Scott Sepicki, Rep- um, Republican, of course, introduced the bill in January in a show of support for the McKinn County Board of Education's decision to ban a book about the Holocaust. Why? Yeah, see, I, I, I figure you wouldn't want to ban a book about the Holocaust because it's not like America did the Holocaust, right? I mean, from your perspective, America is the heroes of the Holocaust, right? So why are we banning the Holocaust? Why would we do that? Why are you trying to erase history? Because history makes kids uncomfortable and it'll make them sad and depressed. This is, this is and gonna, it's co- This is going to lead to a lot more chaos and mental chaos. Stupidity. It's going to it's going to lead to a lot more ignorance among people. There's already a proportion of students who don't understand that the Civil War was about slavery. Like there's also a huge proportion of white students, male students, who feel it's in their rights to make their concerns about women reproductive systems to be voiced. And not only voiced, to be uh, to, to basically be carried out. Yeah. Because no you, can, you can say what the fuck you want about, you know, what you think about women getting abortions, but that's not your body, so fuck off. Wow. Um, oh, here it is. The board banned the Pulitzer Prize-winning graphic novel *Mouse* from the eighth-grade curriculum due to concerns about objectionable language and nudity in its cartoon depictions of the Holocaust. 
Yeah, let's just let's just let the kid let kids not learn about history in school. Let's let let's teach them the fun stuff. Let's teach them about the first Thanksgiving just every year up until like high school. No, you know what? Up until college. And, and maybe let's work on let's work on colleges teaching them more religious stuff too. Yeah. This is Okay, we're not going to go on on this topic, but another another uh, headline here is Texas governor decries pornography in school libraries as GOP targets LGBTQ books. But they're the party of free speech and they're the party of free expression. Yeah. No, they're bullshitters who just want to capitalize on people who want to see this country turned into a white uh, conservative ethnostate. But this does all tie in together uh, regarding opportunistic politicians, because at least uh, at least people know who Greg Abbott is. And we know that he would love to be president. Blech. Or at least governor again. Blech. Either way, we know he's going to win. Who's running against him? Beto O'Rourke. Oh, Beto... Freaking like Beto. What's what's exciting about Beto O'Rourke? The fact that he was he was there when you know during during the ice storm. I give him that. That's about it. Something really exciting about him. Because yeah, he, come on, they chose Ted Cruz over you. <sighs> but it might also because he wasn't really well known. Maybe is he that is he that known now? I think he's his name is it's it's more common now. I guess since he had a presidential run, a brief yeah. presidential run. Yeah. And he was reelected to the house in 2014 and 2016. So they're they're I mean, something stuck. All right, fair enough. Let let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope uh got fingers crossed uh, for also and, for all these aggressives running. Hold on. He only lost the election by 2.6%. That's true. It was close. So, but so was DeSantis's election against uh, was it Gillum, Andrew Gillum? Yeah, but isn't but it's Florida. <laughs> That's Texas. Yeah, but and then Andrew Gillum barely like thirty thousand votes, thirty three thousand votes. Yeah, it was well, it was point four percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's keep it real. People voted for the skin. Yeah. That's that's what it was for. People would And isn't Andrew Gillum gay? Or did he come out after? I don't know if he came out or not. I know he was caught at a hotel. He isn't he the one that got caught in a hotel with like cocaine and stuff? He came out he came out as bisexual. <laughs> yeah, uh alleged yeah, alleged crystal meth. Yeah. Um but so yeah, this was in twenty twenty, so after he uh I want you to know after he lost. About Beto, he actually won the Democratic domination nomination for governor of Texas. Oh, this year? Yes, oh. March first, twenty twenty two. Okay, uh, let's find out. Twenty twenty two, Texas. Okay, are you gonna look up who he ran? It's like he, nobody will. He was he ran on the polls. That's why he won. I mean, I want to find out. <sighs> let's see who. Um, so. Yo, I think Jessica Cisneros, did she primary to Henry Cuellar? Oh. Progressive attorney Jessica Cisneros this week forced Henry Cuellar, the lone abortion rights House Democrat whose home and office were uh, 
were raided by the FBI in February into a runoff. Mm. Okay, so there's a runoff between the two of them. I think she can do it. She got this. She got this. But that was a few days ago, so let's see what happened uh, since then. But since we're since we're also on this topic, I also want to just you know well we'll get there in a sec. So let's see who is running against uh, against um, Abbott for the nomination of for the Republican nomination. We have Chad Prather for the ble- like from the ble- wasn't he the guy? No, no, no. That guy's running for uh, Congress. The guy who. The professional wrestler, but no, this is a Blaze TV host. Oh, the one, the one with the, the who was the one that had the? He stepped in crap. Yes, and then the the video wasn't really edited correctly. That yeah. we saw him where he's got a glove on and off. Yeah, like, that was so bad. Oh goodness, it smells like shrimp. Yeah, I smell it too. Smells good. So it looks like Beto O'Rourke ran uh, against a fitness trainer, Inocencio Parrientes. Can we name our first child then? No. Uh, Michael Cooper. He's also he's a who's a pastor and candidate for lieutenant governor. Oh, so I guess they ran together. You didn't even give me the time of day to argue how that name is great. That's not. <laughs> and Joy Diaz, reporter. There were also a few people who declined. But um, Beto's got a got a few endorsements. He's got Jill. He's got Senator. Um, Sen- yeah, Senator Gillibrand. He's got uh, well, former Representative uh, Joe Kennedy. Yeah, because he got primaried by Jacob Ochenklaus. Uh, Joaquin Castro and Charlie Crist. Well, Charlie Crist is actually still a uh, representative. Oh, so is Joaquin Castro. Okay. Look at that. Uh, Texas 20. Hmm. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York. And a few. Okay. End Citizens United. Let America vote. Move on. Texas College Democrats. Stonewall Democrats. Planned Parenthood Texas votes. Hmm. Look at that. People coming together behind Beto. See? Let's Keep in mind that Greg Abbott has has gained quite quite a few enemies in the last couple of years. Yeah, because of his ways of handling things. Yeah, because all he's trying to do is uh, is is be is be uh, Trump light light. Mm-hmm. But let's see. What I was looking for is did did Cisneros uh. Did she clinch it or not? Okay. Um, it looks like Greg Caesar. Uh, looks like he looks like he won his primary. He's a Democratic Socialist. Shoutouts. All right. We'll we'll learn more about that as we go along, but. Let's check out what's going on with um, DeSantis and uh, the Don't Say Gay bill that passed, Mm. unfortunately. 
All right, so it did pass on Tuesday. Uh, passed both houses. Both. Has both ha- passed both houses. Uh, 22 to 17 in the Senate and 69 to 47 two weeks prior in the House. And, I mean, we, we're certain that he's going to sign it if he didn't already sign it. Did he sign it already? I don't think that yet, but it's his bill. He's going to sign it. Yeah. He doesn't like it being called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Didn't he come up with a name? Uh, who I don't know. I don't know who because came up with I I I saw a, a a press conference he did talking about it. He refers to it as that. Oh, I I heard something where he didn't that he didn't like it being called that. But that's what it is. Yeah. Basically, don't be happy. Be fucking bitter in Florida. Exactly. Uh, the proposed law, often referred to by critics as the Don't Say Gay Bill, uh, bans public school districts from teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through the third grade, or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. Which, they'll, yeah, a language that critics say could extend the ban to higher grade levels. They will, as, as, as far as it's convenient for them, because they'll always, as, as, as come on, as as long as a parent is prepared to say my baby, yeah, they'll fucking twist and turn this this law. Un- unfortunately, like hopefully not law, but you know we're, we know what's gonna happen. Um, they'll twist and turn this however they need to. Is it possible to take these bills to the Supreme Court and get them overturned? I mean, the ACLU can sue, and so can other groups. Oh, okay. So I'm so sure the ACLU could, this could find its way to the Supreme okay. Court okay. if it does. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, So we got State Representative Joe Harding, uh-huh. who introduced this bill. He's a, he's a Republican. He said the, the bill's intention is to keep parents in the know and involved on what's going on with their child's education. Was that not already happening? There's, like, parent-teacher conferences. There's open house nights. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but then you got those parents who don't show up, and then they're the ones going to the shade. And like, oh, I'm not involved in my child's life. I want you to know that schools... I think that school and education is much more involved now than they were when I was in school. Because I, I hear my cousin, for example, like she has four boys. She has three in school. But I hear her say, oh, I, got, I get emails daily from the teacher. Or I get copies of what's for homework. I get weekly updates. I mean, that wasn't really the norm when I was in school back in, you know, 94, 95. So I'm sorry, doing this math in my head. Um, I was in kinder. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's true, yeah, especially for kindergarten. I mean, granted, they did show us, like, in, in elementary school, they were showing us some, uh, you know, some stuff with computers. But, I mean, not everybody was really up on all the communication methods. Most, it, it was really, Accessibility like... Accessibility to a computer. I mean, it's much more accessible now than it was then. Yeah. So I'm sure they're able to carry out what they intended for back then. Right. Because I'm sure that school was even more involved before when school was less, you know, was less standardized and more, you know, um, more localized. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're talking about, like, the schoolhouse in holes. I mean, that was more representative of how schools were back in, you know, especially in the South, like, way back. Mm-hmm. But I guess to kind of, like, bring that more to scale. Um, this is kind of what parents wanted, right? 
like this whole getting the updates, getting the getting the emails with the homework and all that stuff so that they could help. I would like um, that when I have kids. Because, I mean, let's let's keep it real. What's the purpose of you getting the... What's the purpose of you being sent the homework if not to help the child with the homework? Like... <laughs> I will feel more involved. Exactly. And that's... that this, For better or worse, that's what these... That's what the campaigns, these, again, for better and worse, these actually good campaigns, and then these these oddball weirdo campaigns with the whole, you know, trying to shove Christ into the classroom, even though the Amen. Constitution literally says uh, separation of church and state. I'm sorry, I got stuck in First Amendment, freedom of speech. If, I mean, if you, that, and that comes after, so, so that shows you, that shows you their reading comprehension. <laughs> Remember, it starts with the establishment clause, uh, that that shall so con- that that some of these people so conveniently skip. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, this is what they story. wanted, right? <laughs> this is what they wanted. So, when you see that kind of involved that that kind of access for parents, um, you know, with the homework being being readily available, mm-hmm. with them having more access than ever before to their to their uh, their their child's progress in school that's when you're able to kind of suss out yeah no these people who are doing this doing these right-wing campaigns they're bullshitters mm-hmm. because they have the access if you're the parent or the guardian you have the access it's just a matter of you don't actually want to bother with what with what is actually going on in the classroom you just want to be all Oh, the but the lefties, but the lefties. Did the lefties determine that two plus two was four? Because regardless of your political persuasion, that's gonna be four. It's it just is. It doesn't work that way, because I'm a righty, you're a lefty, literally. <laughs> but like, if I have two, and then you have two, two plus two does not equals four. It means two plus two of yours. I have four, but you have zero. Ah, uh, they got me again. Those silly songs. That worked out a lot better than I expected, let me tell you. Because <laughs> it was in my head. I was like, how do I make this? How do I make this work? How do I make this work? You're fun. So, um, I mean, we know the usual bullshitter campaign and it's all about protecting the children, which is just such a projection because, I mean, I, I just, it, it, I think back to like a couple people that I've known in my life and how they talked about if they have a kid who's gay, that they disown them or beat the crap out of them. Mm. And it's just like. Do you think you sound macho saying that? Yeah. You sound like a sick fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? You know, we gotta make sure that men stay masculine. Like, focus on your own. If you if you if you care that much about masculinity, focus on your own masculinity, and how you define masculinity. And understand that when you don't like people all up in your business, th- th- this is what you're doing. Talking about outing kids to their parents. Again, I cannot stress enough just what nonsense. Like, who is that helping? 
I don't understand. The only the only people that could potentially put money in the pockets of is um is like those conversion therapists. That's what I was thinking. Which, you know, coming from death sentence, would put it against him. Oh yeah, I'm sure I'm sure one of his I'm sure one of his closest friends is a uh conversion therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He 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 argues that they're not such bad people after all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll keep you all posted on more of this because that's it's for sure gonna hit some lawsuits. Mm-mm-mm. So we want to like just lighten it up, lighten it back up a little bit at the end here. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got to talking about school supplies because I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show before. I love but... stationery. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Um, the stationary aisle at like CVS and stuff when I was a kid, honestly, could generally be a disappointment. Oh. Yeah, you're seeing like the same composition books, and when you got like fellow students who were talking about, but I I remember having like a fellow student who, or, or I should, I, fellow student is so long winded, <laughs> having a classmate who, um, a few classmates actually, who. When they would ask for paper, they would ask specifically for college-ruled paper. And they would politely decline if uh, you're offering them wide-ruled paper. Well, I mean, if, if they're coming and asking. Otherwise, you know, they'll take what they can get. I, I couldn't afford a single-parent home. We couldn't really afford the white paper. So my paper was that weird material. It was like the thin material. Oh, the kind of newsprinting material? Yeah. I never understood that stuff. Oh, yeah. Hi. Poor. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. We They had us work on that stuff on like uh, in second grade and stuff. I would always tear straight through those. I'm like, why are you trusting me with this? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I think you're talking about the ones with like the lines that were pink and blue. No, I'm talking... Oh, oh, right. I'm talking about lineless paper. Yeah, that's Fair what enough. you're talking about. No, what I'm talking about, it, it was like the real paper, but rather than it be white, like the regular notepad, it was a bit of a beige colored and a little bit thinner. And okay. when you would erase, you couldn't erase fully because it would break the paper. Okay, we're t- we may be talking about the same type, the same material paper, Probably. but yeah, you're, you're, you're talking about it like a... A note-taking version. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never understood why college-ruled paper was, like, preferred and why starting in, like, I think fourth grade, I started actually seeing college-ruled paper as the preferred. Like, because in second in second and third grade, I feel like it was pretty just... Just get, get the white paper with the lines, man. <laughs> just get the shit you can write notes on, man. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, as I started, and, and I feel like that also, like, just went away in middle school. Like, they would say recommended, but then the, the teacher wouldn't care. Mm-mm. If you were taking good notes and passing the tests, they didn't, they didn't care. I mean, granted, they would, they would kind of get on you about um, how the notes were, but <clears throat> damn, I, I, I went straight into the tangent. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk specifically about, about your notebook here. I, I don't know if we it. brought it up on the show. Yes, I have my notebook. It's called, I think it's Rocket Book. That's what it is. The Rocket Book. It's, I think it's called Rocket Book. Yeah, Rocket Book. And it's, it's an erasable notebook. So you have to use like specific pens. Um, and they're erasable. And it brings a little, the wipe 
to clean it up. It's like a microfiber wipe. That's lit. So all you got to do is add a little bit of water. I, I tend to do it with like a little bit of water and alcohol. A little bit of water, spray it on, wipe it off, and it's done. So after you write your notes, there's an app. You take a picture of the page and it'll scan it for you. This is the future right here. This is what Brain from Arthur envisioned. <laughs> this, is, this is his type of shit. This is AJ from Fairly Odd Parents. This is Jimmy Neutron right here. Yeah, I, I, I really like this notebook. Like, I think I have a lot of notes here. I actually need to, like, go back and erase a bit because I erased some stuff earlier in the week. So about every week or every two weeks, I'm actually erasing it and then, like, scan, well, scanning it, then erasing it and then starting over. That's efficient. Yeah. I mean, what, like, you're, you were mentioning, like, how much money you're saving. Oh, my goodness. I'm saving on notepads because I go through notepads. I write everything. This is the type of stuff that, that um, you know, that working class families could use. Yeah. This is the type of thing that also, it, it just makes it look fun to take notes. Yeah, I think I think you were commenting on, because I also use, like, I, aside from the notepad, I also got myself, like, the colorful pens, because, again, I love stationery. And these are the colorful pens that correspond to this product? Yes, yes. Okay. It actually, I, I got this on Amazon, so it actually linked me with that directly. But yeah, I have colorful pens. They're very good. I love how they write. They're very soft and I have different colors. So depending on my notes, for example, in this page here, I have two meetings worth of notes. So I have one meeting in purple, one meeting in blue. Oh, nice. Yeah. So in my next meeting, which is next week, I'll have it like in pink. And then probably the next one as much as I can until I scan it because I'm separating my dates. Okay. That could be really good for like... Um... I don't know, say if you if you don't really have like dividers, but you do have the pens, you know, yeah. you could you could set you could kind of separate subjects like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's it's the same meeting that we're just having, you know, twice a week. Okay. About the same topic. So it's just easier for me also, but I really 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 love this notepad. Yeah. Yeah. I That's think, what's up. Yeah. I I'm just, I'm just like I'm just like paralleling it to school because yeah. I haven't really had I ain't going to lie. I haven't, I haven't really had like jobs that require me to take extensive notes. Oh, well, I mean, usually jobs don't. I'm just, I'm just a note taker. I think I, I just like writing things down cause, because I have diagnosed myself with photographic memory. Hey. So when I write things down, they stay. That's what's up. Yeah. So. And I mean, that's, that's actual science right there with the uh, writing it down, it stays. Writing some, like, it's proven that writing stuff down, right? Like, that, that's why you're encouraged to take notes because writing stuff down it uh you know it creates it, it basically it basically assists with uh strengthening that short term memory. Mhm. Yeah, I really I really like this. That's a sub. Yeah. Oh, this is this is like the type of product that you need to see in a commercial. <laughs> like I remember in I like I didn't even know what a mechanical pencil was. Like I saw like like a I'm going to say fellow student again. I saw classmates using them. Um well, I'm here using a number two pencil. I mean, but, you know, most of us are just using number two pencils. But I don't know. Some, there's just something cool about a mechanical pencil. And then you're seeing, like, the commercial with the, uh, what's the what were the brands? Oh, oh my gosh. Goodness. I wish I, yeah, I used to know this the school supply brands. Like the, uh, I don't know, baby. Lisa Frank? I know there's Bic. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bic was the big one. Yeah. But you said Lisa Frank? <laughs> Lisa Frank was with, like, funky colors. Yeah, I think so, but I'm 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 talking about the ones that that have like the even simpler names, like the one word uh, companies. Oh. But y'all feel me like the. Um. 
I'm gonna look this up for you, baby, so I can make your life easier. Thank you, baby. <laughs> I I feel like Sharpie had pencils, but I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Did they? Okay, so you had um. Sharpie did have pens. Oh, back to school. I want to know the brands. Yeah. Alright. Oh, look, I'm, Frank was a, a thing. Sheiky? She, how do you spell that? C H E E K Y. Bic is definitely it. Crayola. True, Crayola did have those. But Crayola had, like, more expensive ones, too. Elmer's. I don't remember Elmer's pencils like that. Uh, yeah, I certainly remember the glue. Everybody knows the glue. Uh, don't eat the glue. Don't eat the glue. I, I learned that the easy way because glue never looked appealing to me. I never I never put glue in my mouth. Why the fuck? Uh, jet pens. Though, though that was one of them. Jet pens? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, we're just gonna get lost like looking for paper mate. Paper mate. That, that was, was the that one. was the one that like it was definitely less expensive than Crayola, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was a little more than Bic. Cause, it, Cause I think I think like those were like nicer. I can see that. Yeah. I can totally see that. But now they have Pilot. Yeah, that's what I have for you. Those are my my pants. Yeah. Yeah, but I could just see, you know, like especially they could I I, I could see it now. The commercial with the you know, the kid who's interested, especially if if it's science, because that looks more Without without the lines, it looks more like a like a like a book for taking science notes. It does, like one of those lab books. Yeah. Yeah, although there are lines, they're faint. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, they're lines. I mean I I can't write straight. <laughs> although that's pretty straight yeah. considering we can't see it. Absolutely. No, you're you're really organized. Oh thank you. All right. Let the world know I'm very organized. You are. At least in notes. <laughs> <laughs> at least in notes when it comes to the event she just unleashes a ball of chaos yeah and her finishing act I think is my, that everything went perfectly i think that my brain is like a firefox you know internet thing with a whole mess of tabs <laughs> yeah nice yeah, that's me couple of tabs open and there's music coming from somewhere like that meme that says there's music coming from somewhere and i don't know where it's coming from that's my brain why are you laughing? Because I'm totally visualizing it. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. There's music. I just don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. It's coming from that tab with the news article that insisted on playing a video <laughs> completely irrelevant to the article you were reading. Oh, goodness. That's like when I'm watching ASMR at nights to sleep. And as soon as the video is done and I'm like, you know, asleep, there's a loud ad. Oh. What is the purpose of that? Do you want to know how to lose weight today? Today. No. <laughs> and it doesn't help that because with ASMR, to get the full like feeling, you need to have your headphones on. And you need to have it pretty loud so you can at least you know feel the tingles in your body. You got to turn off that autoplay, baby. I guess that an ad is going to come. But oh, like... I don't have autoplay. I have it off. Okay, I learned yeah, that. But it's, just, it's just that an ad's going to come. I learned that because of ASMR. <laughs> Okay, you you see what they're trying to do. What? They're trying to be like, well, you wouldn't get this if you paid for YouTube Premium. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay. Amazon Prime just went up. 
I think Disney Damn, Plus is going went up too. Damn. I think Netflix went up. Netflix did go up. Damn. Yeah. So no. I will stick with those ads. Okay. Or I, teach myself to fa- to wake up subconsciously and just turn Ooh, off. Maybe you could set it so that it goes down in volume at a certain time or Does at Apple a certain do that? at a certain period of no activity. Does Apple do that? The latter is more likely. Android? I don't know. Oh. No, no, the latter of a, of a certain period of no activity. That's more likely oh. than like setting a certain time. Oh, okay, because we're here talking about Apple and I'm oh, like, the yeah, latter, no. Android? <laughs> so maybe you could check that out. Yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah, mm. thank you. Oh, for sure. I got you, baby. Yeah. So, um... Goodness, I really, I really hope that that that, that, that I'm not repeating this because this this feels a little deja vu. Um, school supplies that were essential to you. That I needed. Yes. I needed highlighters. Like that you had to have highlighters. We we may have talked about what what was required of us. Let's talk about what what we needed to have. I needed to have highlighters. Nothing's changed. You see mm-hmm. colorful pants. I need a colorful highlighters. That's always been my thing. I actually, if you look at my bag now. My purse, I think I have two highlighters. Nice. And my work bag, I think I have four. Oh, wow. I have different colors. I have orange, I have pink, I have yellow, and I have green. Don't judge me. I see you judging. No, I, I figure you need them for different purposes. Thank you, baby. I'm on your side. Gosh. Yeah. It was orange, purple, yellow, green? Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. I even remembered. Yeah. Gosh. No, orange, pink, purple, green. No, orange, orange pink. No, sorry. Orange, pink, blue, green. Orange, pink, blue, green. Wow, I was way off. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know where you got purple from. I, th- I, th- I figured you would have a purple highlighter. I think I have a purple in my purse. Okay. Perhaps. Um, what is something essential I also need to have? I like pencils. All right. All I, right. Don't, I don't like mechanical pencils. That was my question. Okay. I do not like mechanical pencils because I think I write too, too hard. So they're always breaking. So I like number two pencils. I genuinely like the yellow number two pencils. I have a few in the office. And people look at me like, oh, you have pencils. Like, yeah, I have pencils. Like, y'all don't know. Y'all haven't seen pencils since high school or something? I mean, I don't see them on a regular basis. I just text. That's probably it. But yeah, I like number two pencils yeah. um, and erasers. That's very weird. I know. But no, I was like I... the pink eraser. Erasers are fun. Yeah. Uh, I feel like erasers can get you in trouble if you're not, if you're not careful. Yeah. Because it's just so easy. Like, I feel... Is it just that we just like doing stuff with our hands? One of those things is bound to be tossing the eraser between your hands. And you're going to drop it some at some point. Come on. Oh, I would always... The thing is, I would always fidget with the eraser and it would always break in half. Oh, jeez. So that too. So instead of one eraser, I would have two. Oh, gosh. Which I think is what I have right now at home in my desk. Um, the most annoying thing... Was when the eraser on the pencil would run out. Mm-mm. Especially since you already had to go through some shit. Like the beginning of an eraser, as good as it looks, it looks like, you know, the, the a fresh unused pencil looks like the epitome of academia, don't it? However, however, using, when you first fr- uh, sharpen that pencil, it's already bad enough. Getting to the getting to the right point with the right uh, sharpener because some sharpeners will fuck your pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that when you first try to use that eraser, 
it's gonna abuse that paper. Yeah. You're gonna you're not even gonna know uh, what you initially wrote. It's like, was that a Q? Was it a P? No. So that's a whole thing. And then once you finally get it in the groove, then it's breaking here, breaking there. Like, you. I, I love how they also like depict in shows and movies, especially cartoons. They depict like a student's stress by like how they're using their pencil. Yeah. If they're just like, yeah, freaking breaking pencils left and right. Goodness. Was it was it Patrick or SpongeBob who just kept breaking pencils? You're asking the wrong person. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, baby. Um. Sorry. I I, I could have honestly done with less binders. But it was also like, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't always feel like the same amount of notes had to be taken for each class. And then they would do these notebook checks. I, I complained about that on a prior episode. That I know for a fact. You know what I hate? I hate, I hate the fact that all these teachers ask you for like, oh, you know, you need a binder. You need 300 composition notebooks. You need 500 pencils, 300 packs of paper. And it's like... Where do you want me to carry all of this on the on the donkey that's walking me to class? Mm-hmm. There's no need for all that. No, and at the end of the year, you have all this shit that you haven't used. That too. <sighs> that too. How many how many auxiliary school supplies that do they list as like absolutely necessary that you go the entire year without using? I want you to know that because of COVID and working from home. I used supplies from when my sister was in high school, which was like seven years ago. What? That were left over. Like composition notebooks, I used about three of those. That's crazy. Yeah. I love the face you have on it. Yeah, it's leftover stuff that I've been using. I feel you. That's. Until Rocket Book. The Rocket Book is the future. It really is. Are you in the present? Or are you in the past? Because I can't hear you over there in the past. Get with the times. <laughs> right? I started as such a more friendly ad. You did. Just, get hot, just gets hostile just right quick at the end. They didn't want to tell you anything, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but for real. And we're not even being like sponsored by Rocketbook or anything. I'm just fascinated by this thing. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's really cool. And it's also like really cute. At the same time, just uh, seeing uh, seeing Super Elsa use it. Yeah. It's also like just harkens back to like her initial excitement about it. Oh, and yeah. it's just nice to see that that hasn't waned. Yeah, I really like this. I, I think I told you when I first bought it, I was like, I'm so excited about this notebook when it gets here. Yeah, I'm still excited. I'm happy for you, baby. Thank you, baby. Right, so uh, we're going to call it here. Uh, we thank y'all for listening every week. Or every other week, I don't know. Maybe if you do every other week, you have two two episodes to listen to. Yeah. I don't know if you... Lucky you. Yeah, do a Monday and Friday routine. Or, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know I have certain podcasts that I listen that I pick to listen to on Monday. Or Monday or Tuesday. And others that I, that I know are going to come up later in the week that I can rely on later in the week. Yeah. So, or, or just let ep- episodes pile on. Yeah. Like I do with too. Crime Junkies. That too. And you then I go, go on a binge. That too. You could just go you could just go way to, uh way to the beginning and just uh How long know. have we been doing this? Like consistency. Consistently. Like, yeah, we've we've started like this the the 
the true blue freak show with the thick blue line because we ain't on that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we started, we've done the true blue freak show since, um, we started in January, 2020, but we've really been killing it since September, 2020. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So we've been doing it for about almost a year and a half. That's awesome. Okay. A year and a half worth of episodes, guys. Hell yeah. Actually, you have more, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it's two and a half seasons, or two and a half, one and a half seasons. Yeah, that's right. We have the very long seasons. Yeah. Yeah, because why not? I mean, talk shows are going to have season season 12, episode 86. <laughs> yeah. Okay, baby. This, the season goes year-round. Okay, Like baby. Super Sentai. Yes, you're behind on that. Yes, I am. All right, guys. Well, remember to follow us at The Freak Show Podcast. Oh, yeah. Follow us on uh, Cyrex MC. Follow Super underscore LC. And, of course, you want to follow our fantastic sponsor. What? Sorry, I thought you were going to make a joke. No. Sorry, you looked ready. I'm <laughs> always ready. Good answer, baby. Hype. Hype. So our fantastic sponsor to get you some sweetness in your life. life. At flan. And. Uh, we. Thank you for listening. You are so awesome. Woo! Yeah. Got me on the speaker. 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 What? As we go live with the Freak Show Jam. What? As we go live with the Freak Show Jam. Woo!